delighted to welcome you all here and really delighted that we are celebrating St Andrew's Day here in BAFTA in London with BAFTA Scotland. Brilliant that all the team have put this on. Thank you so much to Jude and everybody um, and welcoming multiple award winning writer and director Mr David McKenzie here as well. Thank you David for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm drinking our Scottish gin as well. Um, listen, we've got um, a, a really lovely evening planned and I'd really like you to be part of it as well. So we've got about 15 minutes at the end of our chat that we'd love to open up to questions from you, our audience. So my advice to that is please don't be shy because that kind of thing always happens where you go, who's got a question and nobody puts their hand up and then I continue and then I go, okay, we've got time for one question and about 20 people put their hand up. So... When I open it up to you, please, not yet, but thank you. Please, can we turn the aircon off? Please, can we turn the aircon off? Yeah, we can. Take your coat off first and then... <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we will turn it off, please, thank you. Um, so please do that if you can, that would be great. Questions about the film would be great, or his career would be fabulous. Um, I'm going to start, though, and we've got some great clips as well um, to show from David's career. Was there a point for you, or what was the point, and what was the inspiration for you to become a filmmaker? There were a few points, okay. but, there, but there was a, there was a peculiar, because I, I was making Super 8 stuff with my brother and stuff, but there, were, there was a, I, I, I did a kind of gap here in, in Australia, and I, and, I, and I saw four films in a, in a row that kind of like bubbled inside my head, and I thought, this is gonna, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, one was 2001, uh, one was Alphaville, uh, one was um, Derek Jarman's Caravaggio, and the one that kind of really captured my imagination was Stranger Than Paradise by Jim Jarmusch, and I went to see it four times in, in a week, and it was like, kind of, this is amazing, and, and because it was, um, it's all tableau, there's, like, you know, there's, there's no editing in it, it's just like kind of a single shot, it's, it's kind of cheap and grainy, and, uh, and it was like, God, yeah, I could do that. It was, and, and it was, but it, I could do, it, it, it was such an exciting kind of, you know, cool rock and roll, interesting thing. And I've never, ma I've never made a film as cool as that, or even in that direction. And it's something that I keep sort of forgetting to do, but one day I should. But, uh, but that, that was that, those, those, that, that moment of seeing those things that, and that percolating. Um, and, I, and I was not in a, Good place emotionally and other things, and so this it, sort of it all just kind of it all it all just went, and this is something I'd like to do. So. Do you think that that kind of it was an emotional emotional connection you had with that that way of storytelling? You think that that was almost the way that you saw into it? I, I mean, so that's a, that's a harder one. It was because I, I, the the it, it, you know the sort of you know as an eighteen year old, all those kind of confused. I mean, you, you look at cinema in a way. As a, a, a way of learning lessons in life, and, yeah. and I think that's is one of the dangers of cinema. Is, 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 is you look around and you and you think, ah, the world could be like this, and in fact, it's all been very contrived, and and, and it isn't like this. And, or, and and also, I mean, I look at my kids and the, some of the stuff that they're watching, um, and and it's like, gosh, it's really contrived. And their version of reality, if they if they're trying to judge their reality from that, uh, it's going to be quite hard. But so, in honour of. Um, the great Nick Rogue's passing. Um, I, I, I forced my kids to watch Walkabout, and they were all really engaged with it. And it, was, and it was like, oh, so good to have to have them kind of like kind of in, engaging with, with something that is kind of real and dreamlike, and but 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 but, but based on sort of tangible things. And uh, so yeah. Did you know what kind of filmmaker you wanted to be, or what type of films you wanted to make? 
not really. I still do it. <laughs> and I still, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I still, still have, still no, no, no real idea about, apart from certain things about, about trying to find some poetic truth in something. I mean, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I've, I've, I've called myself now a born again realist, but I'm, I'm probably going to move away from that. But, 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 but just sort of looking at things and, and, and exploring things and, and, and really engaging with project by project and not, yeah. and not, and not to try to take too much other baggage of, of me or, you know, personality or anything, just, just trying to, trying to kind of, you know, Embrace whatever whatever the project seems to be offering, and uh, and 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 you know, getting stuck into that thing, and then when it's over, moving on. It's very weird. Like two two weeks ago, we finished our film outlooking, and I'm now kind of coming back down to earth and engaging with civilian life again, and it's all very <laughs> strange. And and yeah. and 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 and, and, and the, the possibility of God, I might I might have to think of another job now. And it's like you know, I'm 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 sort of unemployed now, which is which is weird and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know because after having had such an intense uh, period but so i mean that, uh, each one's a different one i think and outlocking is a is a story that's been around in your your head for a for a long time um even before startup i mean we i mean i it, it's an i mean i'm i'm distantly related to robert bruce so so um so so it's, been, it's been in 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 in, in the sort of in floating wow. around in 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 family mythology for for um you know some some time and and so thinking of a story of trying to to sort of rehabilitate the the myth and the legend of robert the bruce from you know, what was a rehabilitate Robert from the myth and the yeah. legend? Uh, it's something that's been floating around for a very long time. But Julian and I involved, you know, engaged in um, uh, this in about um, 2011 or something like that. Yeah. So it's been floating around. For, so two projects have gone by um, before we, we were able to get there, and and it, and it permutated from a mass, you know, an, an entire lifetime, which is what you start off with, and then you know it kind of. Filtered down and filtered down until, until eventually we ended up with a with a sort of very concentrated time frame of of, of because it just that for me anyway that that it, it felt like the 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 biopic which is effect, effectively done a kind of rather expansive biopic you know um, is is always a format that becomes quite episodic and and to try and avoid that episodic yeah. thing you need to kind of engage with it with, with a sort of a, a, a here and now and and so it felt important for us to. To, to, to concentrate it down into 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 the, a short enough time frame to make that interesting and what happened to Robert in in that period that we show in the film is mm. you know very seismic and and it, that you know just to find that gift and go like okay that that's a thing to concentrate on felt like the right thing to do was that an easy thing to decide on then on that specific point it, it took a long time to get there but I had a gut feeling for quite a long time that that was what, what that was you know that took to, to Cut it down, down, down in terms of time frame was was the right thing to do, and and obviously everyone's going like you, you know you've got to do Bannerburn, you've got to do Bannerburn, and it's like well actually Loudon Hill was a kind of rehearsal for Bannerburn, no one knows about it so much, and and, and it just felt like to let that let Bannerburn be the mythology and and, and let Loudon be be a new a, a, you know something that, that that's uh, that even even a Scottish audience are familiar with the story of Robert is relatively unfamiliar with, it felt mm. like that was a more interesting way to go. And is that was that an important element to to the film was to to get to those points that 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 people didn't know about to try and reveal things about him as a character and as a person and as sure. a leader and, and just and, and just lean into the history of it and 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 that's 
for this project, that was what it felt like it was the right thing to do. Was, mm. was, I mean, you know, the, the, the history is obviously hard to find because it's you know written by written by the winners, and you know there's, there are a limited number of sources. Quite a lot of the history that's interesting is from inventories of like the Feast of the Swans, where you know the you know the, the, the you know the prince holding up this you know that. We know about that because they had an inventory of all all of the numbers of uh, of you know there were. Eight thousand eels or whatever that were that were you know in the feast and the, and all of that oh, stuff yeah. was uh, you know just you know and so just get, you understand that was an, a massive event mm. and that you know, and that, that the you know, once Robert had become sort of persona non grata and 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 was an outlaw that, that they had to create this big kind of cultural sort of thing to get everyone all juiced up yeah. to go out and invade up north you know it was you know, that's pretty interesting. This was the first project that you've done um, where you've worked with Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, which is a big kind of, you know, there's a big discussion to be had there. But did you was a was there a noticeable difference in terms of the creative control that you had? Because I've heard from speaking to other directors who who've worked with, with you know, with Netflix, is that there is a, an incredible ability that you are just kind of left to it. Was that what you found with this? I think Netflix. I mean, we we arrived with a with a, a script at Netflix in April last year. Um, and uh, and said so we need to finance this film. We need to move before the weather window of the of the late summer into 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 you know now, now basically um, uh, you know it closes up and and we were up and running four weeks later um, uh, in Pratt and we shot three months after that. So they, you know they they moved incredibly quickly. Uh, they let us get on with it. They trusted us as as, as filmmakers and and they resourced us. Uh, very well. There's a few people in the team, like Stan, there, who who helped grease the wheels and make sure Netflix did did um, you know the the things that we needed, needed them to yeah. do you know um, in in terms of in terms of resources. But they were great to work with, and, and I have nothing but positive things to say about the experience. And yeah. and, and 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 it it feels like their appetite for risk and their appetite for supporting filmmakers is very high at a point when. A lot of the other finances of movies are are are, are less um, uh, you know interested in yeah. risk, so so they should be applauded for that, to be honest. And that's a really important part for you is for you to make the film that that you set out to make without anyone else kind of manipulating it. Well, we we made a a, a demythologizing movie. We made we made a movie that that that, that, that you know tried to kind of put things in a in a in a in a, in a, a place that wasn't necessarily narratively convenient or or, yeah. or give people a big rah rah moments. We're very conscious about not about not being, you know too um uh, sort of nationalistic with the audience. I mean nationalistic with a with a small N rather than you know yeah. but just at, 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 at this period in, in history is, is is you know there are all sorts of things happening where people are getting all juiced up about you know populist ideas and that, and we wanted to be careful not to do that. And so it's a, it's a delicate balance, and we were allowed to do that in our, totally in our, our own terms, which is great. We're going to see our first clip, which is from um, Outlaw King. Um, the clip's about six minutes, um, because we, we, we have to show this amount of time for this particular clip, which is incredible. Um, if anyone's not seen Outlaw King, I apologize, because there might well be a few spoilers at the end of this. But I'm sure you know the story anyway. Um, we're going to see this clip, and then we'll talk more about it after this. It's huge. Can you talk a little bit about the the prep for, for that scene and the actuality of filming it? Because I've heard either you describe yourself or someone else describe your kind of, the way that you shoot is like jazz filming, where you've got so much, four or five cameras going at the same time and they'll just keep running. 
so you get everything. It's a, it's a fun, because I, I do like working that way. I mean, not necessarily with the multi-cameras, but, but um, in, in this case, there's a hell of a lot of stunts. I mean, you know, they all need to be deeply coordinated. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of horses that are kind of, you know, that, that also all need to be coordinated. So, to, so to, the, the, the juggle is to try and have all this stuff that's all totally coordinated, but mix it in and make it make make it also feel like it's mm. very alive and very and very tangible. And um, I know he's also in the room, Danny McGrath, who was my first AD, who was uh, very uh, much, uh, you, you know. <laughs> holding my hand for what it, you know, you know, and 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 very much someone I was leaning on to 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 organise all that, and 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 the, and the stunt guys were. You know, so we 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 had the attitude that we will make this feel jazz like. Yeah. We, it, it was it. We didn't shoot that scene. I think it was five days of main unit work, um, which is, you know, there's a lot of good lot going on, yeah. there, and there were times when in the middle of it, where I was going like, there's no way we're going to get through this. <laughs> Uh, and and, and quite well, just we're not going to we're not going to we don't have the time, you know. And there's so much more to do. It's like how the, how the heck are, heck are we going to do it? And, and the light, the days were getting shorter. It was like it was late October when we were shooting it, and then and then there was one day, like the second last day, where where we were you know, running out of time. And I was going, like, you know, and there was a bit of the script where where there was a chase between Robert and the and, and the prince, and 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 and. and just, this and, and, and just and changed it on the day and, and, and all that scene with the prince sort of puking up and it was something that we sort of improvised wow. um, which is kind of extraordinary and then we got back to we got back the next day to, to pick it up but we, you know the the, 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 the the sort of bulk of that thing was sort of blocked in the shot to begin with um, in, in, in a sort of completely improvised way and, and somehow that you know you're going through a day like that and it's it's like how the heck are you going to get through it and then suddenly that last kind of Hour and a half, and the lights going down, and it's you know all that kind of Beautiful. stuff. That you know, amazing, you know, stuff, and and, uh, and and it just sort of it comes together in some weird way. You kind of you know you know the the team all all kind of fire off, and and and, and the ideas work. And yeah, I, I look back on that scene, I go, I I can't really work out how the heck we did it, but it is kind of it's very kinetic and and hopefully quite. Um, I'm certainly light when you said the the the. the the mud and blood and light and, and movement and all that kind of stuff is in no way trying to, you know, glamorize medieval warfare. It's very much the opposite. But in the same way, I, I kind of hope it's got a kind of poetic beauty to it at the same time. You know? That was something I really felt, actually, when I watched the film for the first time. It's like normally with scenes like that, I'm kind of like watching through slightly squinted eyes, kind of quite squeamish. But with that, I couldn't take my eyes off it because there is a real kind of a real dance to it almost in a way. Do you rehearse, can you rehearse any of it? Well, they rehearse, the guys rehearse the, the moves. Yeah. Uh, but, but they're rehearsing them, you know, in, you know, controlled environments, not, you know, there's a lot of mud out there, there's a lot, it was very slippery and all that, mm. and, and uh, we, we never did very many takes of it, when they, and they just threw themselves at it, got a couple of camera angles, you know, some very judicious editing going down, you know, um, and, you know, it was just sort of everyone, everyone mucking in, and, uh, and it was, it was quite an in, intense experience. And, and Stephen, who, who uh, Stephen McMillan, who's the, the little kid who, who who died at the end, is an you know, almost untrained actor. Wow. Um, you, you know, we we cast him. I think we cast him. Carly knew he was in the audience too. Well, no, I think we cast him off Twitter, didn't we? Via um, Twitter. Uh, I think there. I think I think Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. biggest part. And, and 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 that death scene is oh, one of the wow. best death scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. The way he does it is just I mean and, and and it's just entirely kind of 
you know, just a super talented young lad who just kind of just, just understood what to do. It was great, you know. And because you, it's so immersive because you're, you're kind of, un, it points you underneath the action and you're in it and you can kind of almost like feel things brushing past you uh, as well. What's the, what's the reality of, of being able to be that close to the action and capture it? It's so important to be in there. We, and we, it, it, it was well scheduled by Danny late, fairly late in the shoot. We were, by that time, we were kind of running as a team really efficiently mm. and, and, and the multiple cameras, and, and just, we just kind of you know, got through it and just, just did it. You know. um, can we call him a villain? Yes, I yeah, think so. Yeah, he's a villain. But, but we tried hard to make him not a total villain. Yeah. But, I mean, a sort of a, 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 a villain you kind of understand a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Billy Howell as, as, as Edward, Prince of Wales, is just, I mean, is incredible. Um, how involved... Do you have a casting process in terms of, you know, you talk about kind of finding people on Facebook and things, but very specific about what you want and do you test people together or not I, I mean I, I mean with Billy we he came into the room and uh, and and I just really liked what he did I just thought there was something really really interesting really compelling I mean, in fact he reminded me of a sort of 70s star for some way and I did I wasn't familiar with his work you know mm. but uh, there was a, there was a, just a kind of quality to him that I, I just thought would be would be really interesting and, and we kind of I think we ended up doing three auditions or something with him, but anyway, but you know, he's, he's great and he's a real star and I'd love to work with him again. I yeah. think he's, he's a really cool guy. I found it really interesting as well when you, I heard you talking about um, the, because the, you, you kind of rushed to get the film ready for Toronto, to, to, to show it in Toronto, and then it went through a, a bit of an editing sort of thing, but you, you said that you're, you're, you know, the shorter version is the version that you want the film to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, and how difficult that process was to kind of go from that to that. It was really easy. It was, I mean, we, the, the, the film we, we put out for Toronto was, was the film that we locked at enough time to get it done in time to get, to get to Toronto. And it wasn't something we were that we shot some pickups quite you know soon mm. before that, and, and, and some of those we were still embedding in, and we were just in a bit of a bit of a hurry. And, and then I, I, you know, when we went to Toronto. See that it was it was playing long and and some of the scenes were kind of some of the, the, the new scenes weren't quite right and as soon as I had the kind of carte blanche to to go back in there and and, and scratch all those itches that were there anyway it was actually it was a very quick process and we just got on with it and cut 22 minutes out of the film and and and, and I, I'm I, I don't miss any of those things I mean really don't and, and I don't you know somebody said when are you going to release the longer version I go like never you know that's not going to happen you know I mean I, I, I maybe a I do, you know, we've got lots of great material on the cutting room floor and do, a, do an, an, an elongated cut, but and, but that's that'll be an evolutionary process, onwards yeah. from here, not not backwards, if you see yeah. Did you uh, but It was a scary thing to do, though, to, I go bet. Back, to go back into really quickly and just go, oh, shit, there's a problem here, let's fix it, and in quite in a, quite a public way, you know. Um, but, you know, we did it, and, and that's, that's, that's what the history of this film is. You yeah. Know. Did you speak to Chris Pine about this? Whilst we were making Hell or High Water, was it something you talked to him about the possibility of being involved in? Uh, not until after we were we'd finished the film. Did you know though, whilst you were making it? That I, 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 knew, I, I knew that. I mean, Chris has got a, a lovely quality to him. He's, mm. he's he's a sort of you know, almost like a like a kind of Gary Cooper type. You know, there's a kind of there's a kind of there's a real kind of you know, move. You classic quality. Yeah, classic. Yeah. And and, uh, and the experience of working with him on on Hell or High Water was. 
very quick. We, you know, he was only there for three weeks because he had his various other schedules, and, and we just went in there and, and explored it and had fun and 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 and, and sort of to be able to have a, a relationship with um, someone who 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 is is that kind of classic movie star who who is prepared to play the games that I'm interested in playing. It was like, okay, I'll take you for another one if you may, please. <laughs> um, and that's what happened. Yeah. I think you've kind of you've you've brought out performances in him that I I'm no one else has, has kind of allowed him to do so. I think you really tapped into to someone. I think he's a really interesting actor, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that he, he he will carry on doing interesting stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hell or High Water. It's funny because the, the the casting in that is where I was just amazing. And there's these kind of double acts that, that kind of go through these lovely little dances that go on between characters and and Jeff Bridges in in this particular role. And I wanted to ask you whether any of his earlier work informed anything about the film whether that be, uh, you know, where you shot or, or anything like that? Well, we went, when we went the, the first day I engaged properly on that film, we went um, to Archer City um, on, on, our, on our travel through, through Texas, which is where they shot uh, Last Picture Show. And, and that was one of Jeff's very first movies and, and a movie that I really like. And so wandering around literally on the streets and you can, it, it's, it's pretty much unchanged. And, and, and you know, you know, you, you know the, the picture house is, it burned down, but you can sort of see that a bit, but, but all the streets are exactly, you know, exactly the same. So that was sort of, that, the absorption of that was incredible. And, I, and, and a, lot of, a lot of young Jeff movies that I was, you know, a huge fan of Fat City, mm-hmm. um, and a huge fan of Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and so you know, and, the, and the, all, all of those films have that kind of sort of poetic American lost soul kind of you know beautiful losers kind of vibe to them, um, and and um, uh, I, which I've tuned into anyway, and mm-hmm. so to be able to kind of ask Jeff to play in that, in, in our film was, and, and for him to be into it and to really embrace it was a real real privilege. And, um, I, I could watch him and Gail for hours. Just that double act is just a, a wonderful chemistry. Well, we 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 shot. We had to drive from one place to another, and I had the cameras on the car. And it's a tiny bit of an, if it's in the movie, but they shot a, a 45-minute improv as they were driving. Um, that I, I kept on hoping that someone might release it one day because it was it was it was. Um, I'd love to. Uh, the sound's not great, but I mean they could they could tidy it up. But th- these guys started off being you know like the the you know in character. And then as they ran out of juice for their improv, they started bringing more and more of themselves into it. <laughs> and by and by the end, these two guys were the kind of the most liberal Texas Rangers you could possibly imagine. You know, uh, <laughs> legalizing everything and kind of you know. And, 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 but the improv, but they, there's a lot of really great stuff in there. And, and obviously there wasn't room in the film to do it, but. But just that kind of the real time stuff. So if you like watching them for hours, then that's that's Please for can you. I watch that's this? <laughs> yeah, totally. Merry Christmas. Um, is it important for you to give your actors that freedom to to play with their characters and to not be restricted to to what's on the page? Well, for, it, for me, it, it, the, the the fun thing is seeing stuff that I'm not expecting, stuff that that uh, that you know we, we know what we're trying to do. We're all aiming at that target. We've discussed it. We've we've, we've we, you know that's the job. You know that's that's what's on the schedule to do. But it's it, it's like taking that and, and 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 running with it a little bit further and pushing it more and seeing what what happens. And 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 some of that stuff doesn't make it, and some of it fails, and so. But but sometimes it it, it comes alive, and mm-hmm. and 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 that's what makes it makes it special. And and, and stuff that that that. Isn't sort of predetermined or, or or pre-planned has a has a kind of you know a, an innate tension because you, you know it, 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 you're walking the tightrope but it, and it might fail and it might not and, and some improv 
just reads like improv, but uh, and, and and is kind of crap for it. But sometimes, if you're if you if you're taking the scene and you and you and you just take it a little bit further one way or another, it 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 has has a real quality to it. And and a lot a lot of certainly the more recent films I've done contain quite a lot of improv, even though it's quite heavily kind of embedded in stuff that's that that's, that's scripted and part of part of the, the the more contained fabric of it. Yeah, there's a we're going to see a little scene now from from Hell or High Water, which is it's this beautiful little scene, and I don't know if it was, you can tell me if it was improv or not, it's, it's um, with T-Bone Waitress. Um, that, that's in, that, in, in, some of those reactions are improv, and they're great, but that was, in, that was a beautiful piece of script writing from, uh, from, um, from Taylor. Yeah, and, and but it's the performance that, um, no relation, by the way, Margaret Bowman, who plays the waitress. Who sadly um, died this year. Oh, but, no. Uh, yeah, but, uh, oh. She, she was a real soul, a real soul. Well, the character that she brought to this tiny little role in this film, so memorable. It was, it was great that that film kind of captured the, the imagination, particularly in America, and uh, uh, no, it was, you know, we, it was, it was, that was a, a fun, fun ride, and, and obviously kind of opened up a door or two, and uh, you know, it was, it, it was great. Um, that scene was really fun, though, because mm -hmm. there was, you know, just Mar Margaret, who was in her mid-80s at the time, a lot of text to learn, and she didn't get it right every time. And the mm. boys were, really, you know, and it, was, it was just a beautiful little, you know, it was old, an old biker pub in somewhere outside Albuquerque. Um, uh, but she was such a great, you know, every, in, in between all the breaks, we talked to, you know, she was in, lived in Houston, and she and, and she was part of the theatre scene. But you know, her, her husband had been an oil man, and she joined the theatre scene in her late 50s. So she sort of she sort of became creative late in life. Uh, and and, it, and you know, she had a little part in in um, No Country for Old Men, yeah. but she but she you know she, she just kind of really went for it, and and the the, the boys I call them the boys, but uh, <laughs> Jeff and Gil were just totally game, and it was it was a, it was a very I haven't seen that for a while, and it was a, it was a, a, a great pleasurable day just to, to do that, and I'm really glad the scene worked. <laughs> yeah, how how is what's your emotion when you look back on that film and and think about that film and the time making it? I had a great time. It came together really, really quickly. Um, it was a beautiful script. It was a, a, I read the script, and, and, and my sort of pitch for getting the job was I don't want to change a word of it. Um, in reality, we changed, you know, we, we improvised around it, but, but essentially that is, you know, the, the, what we shot was, was a script, which is a very rare thing. It came, it was a kind of creed occur from, from, from uh, Taylor, who, who I think it was his first script, he was an actor who, who, who yeah. just, just that, you know, it, it just, it poured out, and now he's a really successful. You know, he's making, he's directing and, and writing. But at the time, it was just like something that came out of his, his heart. And I, I thought it was just a beautiful script, and it was amazing that I mean, it, it had been around for four or five years, and they tried to get it off the ground with other directors, and, and it was amazing that no one had sort of been able to run with it. And and wow. uh, I, I just I just loved it. And, it, and we had, I think, six weeks prep, suddenly going into Texas and New Mexico. Um, as I said, Chris was only available for three weeks. It was like, it was like a real seat of your pants number to do, and so it was like a kind of instant absorption into Americana. And I, I mean, I love Americana anyway, and obviously, you know, American cinema is a huge thing, and mm -hmm. and, and there, this film touches on all those sort of things. But but the experience of kind of parachuting into Texas, New Mexico, becoming a kind of instant you know amateur American, and uh, and and uh, uh, you know just filling myself with all of that stuff yeah. and, and, and working with those great actors and going on the kind of the picaresque journey of, of, of the movie. Um, 
was just one of the greatest things I've ever done. I mean, in terms of pleasure, it was a really yeah. enjoyable experience, and and uh, and the team were great, and, and we, you know, we just we had every every weekend we we showed the the I sort of tried to do this thing where where I show the cut of the film so far to the cast and crew who wants to go. So we there was a lovely kind of our edit suite in Albuquerque was a. Um, like a log cabin, and, and we'd have a kind of barbecue and, and, and a couple of drinks and, and, and watch the, the cut so far. And the first half of the film was, was Chris and Ben, because of Chris, and then and the second half of the film was, was Jeff and Gil. And Chris and Ben would come to the barbecue after the, after the screening, but they wouldn't watch. Or the, but Jeff and Gil came and watched, and, they'd, and, and they'd, you know, there's a lot of laughs on their stuff. And, and just like being with Jeff Bridges and Gil Birmingham in, in, in America, you, you know, having a few beers on the porch on a hot summer day, it was like, you know, this is, this is, this is a good thing, making films. You know, I, I, I like this job. You know, and I don't always feel like, a lot of the time I... I kind of feel anxious in my job, and, yeah. and not, and not necessarily, you know. I mean, obviously, it's a huge luxury to be allowed to be a filmmaker, and I'm very grateful. But, but it's, it, 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 there's some weight that comes with it as well. But that film was was just a, a pleasure, you know. Yeah, living the dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, um, with with Starred Up, um, that was Jonathan's first script, wasn't it as well? Yeah. Um, and kind of, it's interesting, kind of going backwards with the films in terms of. You know, Outlaw King and, and Hell or High Water were these kind of, you know, vast lands that you were kind of covering where starred up was this this cell almost. And I wanted to talk to you about whether that was a, uh, whether you felt hindered at all by the kind of constraints of, of that environment or whether it actually was beneficial to the emotion of the within the film. And I thought it was, it was really, for, for me, it was a really, we came at the right time as a, a you know, a, a, the previous film I'd done, or the one Matt had, had, had tried to be very expansive in terms of the ideas, and, and it felt really good to be in, in, in a world where the visual vocabulary was doors and windows and corridors and bars and, and, and a limited color palette and, and, and yeah. you know, an, a, an, an explosive environment which is filled with tension, and it just felt like the, the, the limited resources of uh, uh, of that landscape was, was was a real opportunity to to tune into the details of that, and and so it was a, it was a it was a blessing and and being able to the, the, when I sort of I'd been talking to Jonathan about it for a, a couple of years, but when when I decided to do it, the first thing I did was was try to find a a, a real uh, location to shoot. It's like. Yeah. This is too real. This is too strong. This writing, not you know, to, to to stage it in in an environment that that, that, that that's that, that's not real. So when we found um, that the Crumlinwood Jail in Belfast, which was no longer in in active service, but was 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 very much a jail based mm. on that that um, Pentonville, you know, five star, you know, um, five point, uh, th uh, you know, thing, is like this is it. And then y you you arrive at work each day in in in. Those places, and you're leaning against walls that that are, are tangible. You can feel the atmosphere of, of, of that history, mm. and, and and everything is very you know everything everything. Half of your jobs already done before you know as, as soon as you walk in the door because you're 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 in that space, and and that was that was a really important part of of trying to tune into that world, which is obviously a world I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I was leaning on Jonathan, leaning on the other experts, but uh, um, but 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 being able to have the reality of that location was hugely important. What was it that attracted you first of all to to Jonathan's story? Why did you want to make? I thought it, it was a really strong story. I thought, I mean, the the the, the idea that, that you you have a a highly 
you know, toxic environment, you know, an explosive environment where you with the constant tension and it is a you know is a deeply cinematic thing. It's kind of wages a favour with people, you know, and 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 it, that is something you know that that felt really strong, and the idea of being able to smuggle in a, a, a quite touching, quite interesting, you know family drama dealing with kind of you know sort of failures of masculinity to communicate and and, and all of those things just felt like it was really on on the money in all sorts of ways and it, it, it was it was very obvious to to me that there was something really strong there and it just you know felt like the detail um that Jonathan brought to it from his own experience was really was really important. Yeah. Um and again there was a lot of improv in that, 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 that I mean was a that? lot of those the, there was a group scene which is one of my favourite scenes in the movie, which I don't think we got a clip for, but but where where um, a fight kind of escalates mm. really really quickly, and then and then it de-escalates, and this is something that we witnessed in one of our one of the the group session kind of workshops that we did, and just the tension of of, of the de-escalation, the slow, and it's like kind of slowly receding, and then and then it pops up again, and it was, you know, and, and, and and that the kind of the, the energy and and the, the sort of tension of, of watching, you know, because films are basically, you know, images and sounds, and that's all they are until you start humanly connecting to them. So if you're doing that, um, then, you're, then you're engaging, you know, and, um, uh, and that, that, to me, that, and that, that tension was in, incredible, and, and, and witnessing something like that happening in reality was really interesting, just to see, because you always, films are always about the escalation and not the de-escalation, and yeah. we need to learn to de-escalate in, in all sorts of ways, you know. How do you know when you want to encourage improv within a scene, or? Well, I think you try. I mean, you start off trying to make the scene as written, and then and then you go, okay, this is what we got that. Let's see what let's see what else we can do. And 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 sometimes you don't need to, and sometimes you think, okay, well that's great. And yeah. And and then and then you know that when you're making movies, half the time you're battling the monster, which is the schedule. You know, so half the time it's like. Um, and 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 then if but if if you get through it and you, and you develop efficient ways of make of doing stuff and I'm always trying to be quite efficient mm. so I've got it in the bag so I've got I've got time to try one more but different and see what happens and that that feels like a, 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 you know sometimes the great stuff comes out of that yeah. yeah and those kind of those those sort of three characters Neville Oliver and Eric um, played by Ben Mendelsohn Rupert Friend and, and Jack O'Connell just. The, so much lies on those performances and those relationships and the chemistry between those things. Was was that was it an easy casting process for this film? It was very very easy to find them all actually, yeah, and that yeah. came together very, very, really nicely. Um, the interesting thing about the, that film is that we shot that sequentially. It's the first time I've ever been able to do a film entirely sequentially, and I you know I, you know, I, I think. Some of the people I admire have done it, but it, you, it's it's logistically hard. You know, it, it's expensive. You know, the fact that we were all in one location meant that we were able to. So that so that that, that journey we all went on together. Yeah. Which is, you know, so you you know you start off kind of you know in in one place and you go you go into a completely different place and and that was a really great experience uh, for all for, and and all the cast just kind of like getting closer and closer into their character you know and, and deeper and deeper each day and like you know going on that journey and mm. i remember with ben when ben's kind of getting he's building himself up to you know to kill people and all that and and it's like quite intense you know he's he's a really you know very interesting and and and, and super intelligent and extremely funny person just get you know getting getting under under the skin of neville who's a who's a, who's a deeply troubled character you know 
you know, was, was really fascinating. And, and, and having the chance to go sequentially is not, it, it's not, it, it's not gonna ha it wasn't going to happen on Outlaw King. You know, it, ha yeah. you know, it happened a little bit um, on, on Hell High Water by, by, the, by the fact of Chris's schedule, it sort of forced us a bit, but not completely. But yeah. uh, it's, it's great to do if you get a chance. Yeah. Did, you, did he do any rehearsing? Did he, what, what was the prep in terms of going into to filming? Um, I think there was a little bit of rehearsal, but 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 again, not. I mean, it was, it was more like kind of running through the lines and and all 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 of, all of that stuff. As I said, when, when, because we did it sequentially, there was that was kind of it was building building up a bit. Um, the, the part of it was to try and encourage Jack to 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 be as much of you know of of the sort of animalistic young angry young man that that, that he that he played um and, and 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 to get him to kind of own that physic physically and for ben ben's ben is not not a warrior type really at all you know and so for him to to, to try and move him into into being the, the sort of hard man was a, was a big journey for him and he you know the first when when i i first sort of Met him by Skype. You know, he, he said, hey, look, "I'm not, I'm not a hard man." You know, I mean, I, I smoke a lot, and I'm, and you know, and, and uh, uh, but uh, but he totally kind of embraced that, and the physical, his physicality was incredible. But he does scary very well. He, yeah, he does scary <laughs> really well. And, yeah, yeah, he does intimidate and very well. Um, I think he's a, I think he's one of the real greats, Ben actually. But um, no, there wasn't a lot of rehearsal. It was, it, you know, and and it was, it was just the, the way we shot that film. Was a, I said to Michael, the DP, I said, we, we, never, we, don't, we never want to have a, a shot that really feels like it's prepared. Mm. It, it wants to feel like the, the, you know, the, the camera's following the action rather than the action following the camera. Uh, and it was a, it was, I think it was the first time I'd ever really done that sort of idea that the, the, the cinematography needs to be reactive rather than uh, you, you know, set up. And, yeah. and, and, and so everything was just about, about just letting the scene come alive and, and, and you know, quite a few takes. And just and just just build cooking it up and building it up and and, and Ben always took always took quite a long time. He'd always say that that was that was the first pancake, you know, meaning it was flat, you know, and the second pancake, and then you know, then and then by the about four or five, Ben was kind of like up and running, you know. And Jack was, I mean, Jack was like on all the time, um, and and just like youthful youthful <laughs> energy. I mean, like there there were times when he was doing scenes, one of his best scenes. He was doing some of his kind of most emotive acting with his back to the camera, and you know, just like, just very, you're not needing to know mm -hmm. what was, what was, um, you know, not not caring where the camera was, just being in 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 the in 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 the character. And Ben was always like, you know, Ben's an, 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 you know a wise old dog who's who's done it. You know, he knows exactly where to, where the camera is and where <laughs> he's aiming at, at stuff. And it was like, you know, just 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 juggling those. And I always find that really interesting with actors. They're, a lot of them come from different traditions. A lot of them have different ideas about what, how to make it work. And as a director, what you're trying to do is to allow everyone to mm -hmm. to shine and 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 to 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 get what they what they can out of it for whatever from whatever kind of background they're coming from. So you're juggling all those different traditions and methods and trying to kind of you know sail a line to 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 allow you know all of you know because I mean there's no point in having one great performance and everyone else is going to you know. Falling down the tube, so so you know to 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 have um, uh, you know everything going yeah. together. You do have, you do have to be a careful carefully to 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 not um, shine the light too heavily in one direction. And I guess appreciate their process as well, exactly. and and take that into consideration with your process. Sure. Trying to find a point where the two work. Is that hard to do sometimes? 
it's you have to be intuitive and it's hard it's hard to prepare for you have yeah. to just be reading people on on the fly and you and and you have to just you know, tune in and uh, and sometimes I, sometimes it, it it can be awkward sometimes it can you know sometimes it can be you know it, you have to absorb quite a lot of that anxiety from yeah. from the cast and it's one of the harder jobs of being a director is not to let that you know fuck with your ego or whatever because yeah. you, yeah. you do you do have to kind of like take some of their 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 pain or whatever you know when you have to have the conversation with someone about having to reshoot something in a lake, I imagine that's, <laughs> quite, yeah. that's quite a difficult conversation that was a to have. Story, yeah. Stuff yeah. happens that you can't. It's out of your control sometimes. You know, when you're when you're making films, and that that that, that was a, we shot that in March in Scotland, and it was it was I think one degree. It was it, we were breaking the ice off it the week week before. We had there was a stunt person who 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 was to play Claire Fellani's character. Um, and even she refused to go in. She did one take, and then she ran, ran away, ran, ran away, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, and so Claire had to do her own stunt there. Um, and but the the really terrible thing about it was that the, the day after we shot, um, we were doing another scene, and, and I think Gillian had to come in and uh, and say, "I've got, got some bad news that," and and the labs had. Uh, had a, a mess up in their, their their night bath that night and um, had destroyed the negative. So we had to, you know, we had to go back and redo. And you know, every, every time you shoot something, it, it is a it's a voyage of discovery. And 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 so each scene you're doing, you're you're exploring your way through it. You're you're desperately trying to to, to define the solutions to the problems, and everyone's all kind of you know you know get, mm -hmm. getting there. I have to go back and reshoot something. There is no voyage of discovery. You know, the weather was slightly warmer. It wasn't quite so bad, but it was like, but uh, and and actually, I think I don't think that I think half of that scene was fine. I think there was another loxy that, that that wasn't. But anyway, the 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 experience of <laughs> of having to repeat it was just like so so soul destroying. It was all it is. You know, I mean, I mean, everyone does it, but it's like yeah. it was it, it was a, it, it, we we got something that we felt was really great, and then. Obviously, that doesn't happen. The labs don't destroy things in digital cinema in the same way, but you can have some other glitch, and the same thing will happen. You know, so. Yeah. Um, we I haven't seen that for a long. I mean, I haven't seen any of my films, so this is why I'm very glad that you that you've chosen the clips. But but uh, I haven't seen that for a very long time, and I and I, I it, it was pretty wince making for me. It was really? Quite, well, it was just I don't know. I just yeah. I was, well, <laughs> How do you think you've changed or developed as a director from, say, that point even? To well, that was a scene where we had we had to use a lot of edits in order to construct the narrative, you know, because it you know that obviously you're you're having to do some of that wet stuff in, in small yeah. chunks, and uh, so so that so there's a, I, I was sort of feeling the contrivance of that quite a lot, um, and obviously, I mean, everything is contrived, but there's some some things feel less contrived, you know, so um, it's the sort of the, uh, you know, so I, the answer of how, how I think I developed, and I'm, I'm just, I guess, getting more experienced at it. But I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know whether that makes it better or worse. Just you know, just sort of, you know, sometimes able to to um, anticipate the problems, deal with deal with them. I don't, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether I don't know whether you get better or you just you just you know learn more stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 We'd like to open up to you guys if you've, we've got a couple of rolling mics and we've got go out, we've got a question down the front and lady just in the second row. Thanks, Jude. Wow. <laughs> just here. Thank you. Hello. Uh, to quote the Eagles, um, 
startup was about, I am an outlaw, I was born an outlaw's son. Helen Highwater is about two outlaws. And the title gives away the Robbie Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are you sticking with this theme for your next movie, I wondered? Uh, I think three is enough, to be honest. But I mean, it was an accidental outlaw trilogy. But it was accidental, you know. But um, some, I think, I guess using the word outlaw in, in the last one was like, oh, no, understanding it. But, but yeah, no, I sort of feel like it might be interesting to, to you know, move on to another, another territory. Yeah, I especially appreciated the Waylon Jennings song in Helen High Water. <laughs> I hear you've got a science film that you've written. Is that right? There's a sci-fi. There's a sci-fi thing that we're. But anyway, well, we're not sure that we're going to do it. But okay. there's a possible possible space movie. Yeah. Okay. Hello, lady just behind you with the microphone. Oh, thank you. Um, can you just talk about the opening scene for Outlaw King? And I, I thought it was amazing, by the way. But you. why you chose to? do that in that one continuous shot? It was, the, the, in the various permutations of the draft of the script, you know, there, there, there was a lot of prehistory, um, a lot of stuff that, you know, that happens to, to, to Robert, his father, to, you know, the William Wallace, all, 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 all of the sort of, the, the elements that make up the, the relationships that, that you need in, in the movie. And it was weighing in the, the, the front of the film down. It was his, you know, it was an extra 20 pages at the front of the film, and, 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 and I just really felt the strong need to be able to compress it into something that, that, that would give the audience what they needed without, um, without it taking too long. So the, the, I, the idea of doing a, a continuous take where you're introducing the main characters, you're introducing the main, the main themes at a real event, which is the Siege of Sterling of 1304, uh, and seeing the surrender and, and, and all that, it just felt like that was a that was a way of a way of doing it as a scene, and then putting it all into the one shot. But like that's you know, to 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 attempt to do that and 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 to go on that journey and and not there's an innate tension of not cutting, and when you don't cut and the audience you know and even if you're not thinking you're not noticing it, and suddenly like when that when that cut happens it's like okay we, we deliver the audience with all the information they need to 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 be able to to work into the rest of the film. So that was the kind of the, the game of it. Um, it was, it was, it was. Well, we scripted it in order to make that happen, yeah. Um, and, and, and then actually, well, in the middle of shooting it, we realised it was going on too long, so we, we started, we, we started cutting down the script. Um, and then, because we shot it, it took, it took, I think, two and a half days to shoot. And so, the, the, at the end of the first day, we kind of cut together the pieces, and, 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 and my editor said, "Well, no, you can lose, you can lose this and that." And uh, so we, we compressed it down just so we weren't taking too long. Um, but it was it was a challenge, but but you know, really interesting thing to do. And I mean, obviously, you know, doing long takes as every director does that. I mean, it's it's not such a it's not so so special. But trying to try to contain that much information, as well as having a sword fight in the mud and doing all, you know, there, it was there was something kind of fun about about doing that and the mutual endeavour of everybody. When you're doing a, sh a single you know uh, you know take shot like that, um, it's really you know everyone everyone's all all doing the same. Same game, and there's a, there's a great kind of tension and, sen and sense of, of achievement when you get through it. Thank you. There we go. Hand up just at the back there, please. Thanks. Hi. Um, I was wondering if there are any of your films that you think deserve more recognition than they maybe got. Because for, for me, I think Perfect Sense is a brilliant film, but I think maybe it was not recognised as much. Uh, 
it's, it's, a, it's a hard one because I don't really, I mean, I, I sort of tend to bury my head in the sand about whether they think get recognition or, or not, but I, 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 I agree that Perfect Sense is a movie that didn't seem to get a great deal of love. Um, apparently it's a cult film in France, um, so, which is quite interesting cause it, because the, the, it, bore, it, it, you know, it felt like it, it was sort of a la jete kind of um, influence film, and, you know, and, and, and so it, it, it's nice that it, it's done well in France. I really appreciate the fact that you like it. Thank you very much. Over there for a Hello. Uh, thank you, firstly, for an insightful, engaging conversation. Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> question is to do with uh, Hell High. I love the film. Just wanted to find out what was the most challenging scene or sequence to realise, and how did you go about bringing it to life and making it work? I think that the whole sort of finale with, with, with Ben Foster kind of driving up the mountain and setting the car on fire and, and, and you know, that, that whole sort of set piece was probably the biggest sort of concern. We, 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 you know, just the logistics of, of, of getting that car going down there and exploding and, and getting all that action to kind of coordinate, that was, that was definitely a, um, one, one that kind of got my kind of uh, pre-planning muscle kind of uh, exercised a bit. Um, some, of the, some of those bank robberies were also, you know, to, to try and, you know, again, try and make it feel real and, 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 and you know, connected to, to the sort of small town and, and, and all that, 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 they were challenging. As I said, I had such a good time making it that I can't really, you know, you, you, these, I think human beings have a kind of comparatively short memory for, for, for the painful experiences. And you, and, and, and you sort of, you know, women, you know, give birth more than once, you know, even, you know, and, and there's, you know, it's like there's something about those things you forget about the, 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 those challenges and, and, and you start just remembering the good things about it. It was, it was, it was a, the, the opportunity of just like diving into the middle of the heartland of America and, 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 and exploring that stuff was great. Really, really loved it. Question over here. Hello. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, I know you said that uh, in Outlaw King you were trying to make a film that was dispelling the myths around Robert the Bruce. I was wondering if you could talk more about uh, the tension that's there when making a film. Uh, and trying to stay historically accurate, but also keeping it uh, narratively interesting. It's, I mean, it was one of the big challenges of, 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 of Outlaw King was to was to try to to get closer to telling the truth of that story while at the same time making it um, a you know entertaining film. Trying to kind of make it Hollywood without being Hollywood, uh, in, in which is a kind of a juggle you've got to do. And obviously, you have responsibilities to to the size of the budget. Um, uh, and I think that was that it was it's definitely a, a, a challenge to be to be able to 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 push as far as you can into in, in, into into the reality of, uh, uh, of what well the, the, our guess that we never know what seven hundred years is like but our guess at, at that um, very very extremely conscious of, of representing a, a national hero of Scotland who people have. Affections for people who, who you know, is he's been in, in the the film um, Braveheart. He was seen as a, a sort of duplicitous and, and rather kind of cowardly person, and I never felt like that that was the, the sort of truth of it. Uh, Robert achieved his aims, you know, after you know, politically and militarily, and 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 at great sort of personal cost and. Just trying, you know, trying to trying to get that in there, but but history doesn't give you narrative convenience. History doesn't give you, you know, it's like Edward the First 
dies in the middle, and Edward II comes up, and, you know, and, and so you, 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 you've got a multiple nemesis scenario. It's like, you know, they're, 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 you know, so, the, so the challenge of trying to make, make history entertaining is, uh, while still being truthful to it, is definitely a juggle that we have with that movie. Being, being truthful as well was the authenticity of some of the locations as well, which played a big part in, in where you shot as well, and, and trying and striving to, to be authentic with that as well, wasn't it? Yes, although some, I mean, as for example, you, could, yeah. you know, Dunfermline Abbey, which we're, we're going to, um, uh, uh, to to do a screening next week, you know, that, that ended up being, you know, playing Westminster Abbey. So, we're, you know, we're, Dunfermline, yeah. which is where Robert's bones are, we kind of probably very sacrilegiously kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know, played, played the, the English court there. Which, uh, anyway, you know, we, we did whatever we could to get yeah. into the real locations. You know, Glasgow Cathedral was great. Where, where, the, where the scene where, where Bishop Bishop kind of ag agrees to sort of um, abs ab absolve Robert of, of, of the, the murder of John Common um, and, and sort of be the kingmaker, that that we to the best of our knowledge that happened there, and that and, you know and, and, and so Bishop and Robert were treading that those same flagstones that we were treading, and that was yeah. quite beautiful, you know. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions? Hello, so down the front. I think it's our last one actually. Thank you. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask how much uh, you discover the films that you're making in the edit process, because it seems to me that I work in edits a lot. We find that the show on Intelli, the show that we make, is always coming out in the edit, and we don't really know what we've got until we get into the edit. Is that the same for you? Uh, in many ways, yes. In, many, in some ways, no. I mean, I, I, I have a, you know, enjoy editing. I have a great relationship, particularly with with one editor, but I've worked with others too. Jake Roberts, who's done most of of, of, of these films. Um, in startup, we, we we had a very particular game where we tried to show a cut of the film at the wrap party, and and we 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 had four weeks of editing after that. And so what we would try to do, you know, that the sort of the the, the the glib thing is that you have one film which is a script, one film which is a shoot, and one film which is the edit. I sort of had the writer on set and we were improvising and, and I had the editor on set and we were cutting and so I tried to kind of combine them all together so that you're actually making the same, you're making the same film rather than three different films, if you see what I mean. But obviously, I mean, I mean a film like this where we've got so much material, you know, was, was a lot of it's constructed in the edit, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's constructed in, in, in the absence of stuff. Um, so that, yeah, the edit's a, a massive part of the process and, and, and one that I, 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 I enjoy, although I get ultimately quite snowblind after you know after a really long edit. And that's why it was really great doing that short one and start out. Was just like, you know and we had two editors you know, and who, who and, so, and so you could have uh, moving backwards and forwards, which I thought was a really interesting thing. Um, but no, I, 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 editing is a huge part of filmmaking. That's one of the real problems about sometimes with with uh, I, I attempted to do TV once and uh, and. I had to hand in my director's cut four days after we finished shooting, you know, and I had four days of editing, and then, and then everyone else wanted to, and I go, look, well, that's sort of about like, half the film is made, it's constructed in the edit, so how, you know, so, so you're asking the director to kind of give up at that point, it seems like a crazy thing to do, so that, so, yeah. Respect to editors. <laughs> do you know what's next? No. <laughs> no, I mean, but I, I have to say that, You know, I think the the world's in a funny place at the moment, and I think that you know we're we it feels to me like we're 
looking in the mirror at ourselves, we're you know, doing our nails, we're, we're, we're dealing with our, 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 our own identity issues while, you know, Rome is burning. And, and it, it sort of makes me kind of anxious about, about being a filmmaker at all at the moment, and, you know, you know whether, whether, whether that's what we should be doing or whether, you know, I, don't, I don't want to suggest that I want to suddenly get active, but it just feels like film, you know, the sort of entertaining ourselves to death is not necessarily what we should be doing. You know, we should, I've sort of, I, I, so I'm feeling the call of something different, but I, I'm, I'm only three weeks away from finishing the last film, and, and it's, so we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, before we go, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, tonight is a fundraising event for BAFTA Scotland Educational Activities, um, and pledge cards, just like this one, are available outside if you are able to donate anything. Thank you so much. Please put your hands together for the fabulous film. <laughs>